How's everybody doing today? It's a rainy day out there, it sounds like, here in in uh, Moral, anyway. And well, I'm not in Moral, I'm in Belmont. But you know, the general area of Belmont, Moral, to... Uh, um, so, and here we go. <laughs> Yesterday was an assignment day, and uh, uh, Priscilla, boom! There it is. She she dropped it right there. Good morning, Priscilla. I'm, I'll put this on the screen this way so you can see it. Yesterday, I had a truncated uh, broadcast, and I thought, well, you know, rather than not just show up in the morning, as you all would be getting up looking for um, uh, looking for me, and if I didn't show up, you'd wonder what's up with that. And so I'll show up and give you an assignment. So. Uh, I had an assignment that included some questions. Let me put those questions up for you, and you can see uh, what they were right here. And then I will come back and show you Priscilla 
dropped her answer in there. So anybody else, now is a good time uh, to type your comments in there. I can put your comments on the screen. It says, um, here are the six questions I gave you. And again, I said the best professor really is questions. Professor question. Ask questions. Ask questions of the text. So I gave you six questions. What was their partnership like? Uh, what is God's promise? What was Paul's prayer? What is our priority? What progress is sought? And what posture should we maintain? And I gave some verses, uh, all except two of them had verses included, and I probably should have included a a verse uh, under what progress is sought. I wasn't going to put any verses in at all. I I thought about... uh, not doing that and uh, just seeing what you'd come up with without me putting verses in there. But I put verses just to kind of help you see how my thoughts are being framed. And uh, Priscilla has given her answer, and I will put that back up on the screen here so you can see what she had to say. It says their partnership uh, is in the gospel and includes financial support and a concern for Paul. Uh, the mission uh, and the church, uh, a promise of God's faithfulness uh, uh, through my journey, uh, come what may. Paul prays for ever-increasing love. <clears throat> now, we all know when we're typing, especially if we're typing on a phone or something, we have we can have these typos. So uh, Priscilla already acknowledged that. Uh, typos in all good morning, she says. Um, Paul prays for ever-increasing love. Uh, ever-growing knowledge, discernment, actions for the glory of God. Uh, our priority in living is to live for Christ. He seeks progress in others growing for Christ and experience the joy therein. Our posture should be worthy of the gospel. Fantastic. Great thoughts there. Anybody else, feel free. If you if you had some thoughts, type them into the comments there. Uh, and uh, I know some people in the mornings, uh, you're listening as you're getting ready for work. Some of you are perhaps listening as you are, uh, you know, making some breakfast or taking a shower or whatever you might be doing. And uh, I I get that. I know that. And uh, so it isn't always easy to come back and fulfill an assignment like what I suggested yesterday. Uh, but. Uh, but that was one person's response and answer. Uh, and I said between uh, 21 and 27, uh, and Don says waking up his grandkids for for school. Um, great answers. And I want to take us back into the text. This morning, we're going to finish out this chapter. I need to get over in into it because uh, otherwise the time will escape us. Um, so let me take us back, and we're going to pick up at verse 18, uh, which is kind of the finishing thought of the preceding section. Paul was talking about other people who preach Christ for all kinds of different motives. He concludes this uh, in this way. He says, what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice, yes, and I will continue to rejoice. We talked about all the different reasons why various, you know, 
TV preachers, radio preachers, internet preachers, uh, maybe doing what they're doing. And in the, in the final analysis, Paul says, you know, I'm just glad that, that Christ, that Christ is being preached. And, uh, uh, now the other thing that is true that comes out here, he does address in verse 18 that some may have false motives. And the other thing that Paul does address uh, in various places in his teaching is the idea of false teachers. <clears throat> uh, he calls them, in, in fact, in some places, ravenous wolves. Uh, and uh, so uh, any time that I have addressed something like that, I am in company with the Apostle Paul. Now, I know some people might listen and go, well, you know, why do you have to talk about false teachers? Everybody just out there trying to do the best they can because the Bible does. Jesus talked in, in Matthew chapter 7 about false prophets. Beware. Uh, in fact, various places Jesus talked about false prophets. The book of Revelation talks about false prophets. The Apostle Paul talks about, <clears throat> excuse me, false, errant, heretical teachers. And, and so don't be surprised that I would raise that as a subject, that I would raise that as an issue. But Paul, in his kind of conclusion to the matter of the preceding verses, says, I'm just rejoicing that Christ is being preached. So for me, with, with some people that, you know, they might not be preaching Christ the way that I think Jesus should be preached, and that's sometimes our problem. We, we limit ourselves so much, uh, sometimes out of fear, but we limit ourselves so much. And, and yet, <clears throat> the fact of the matter is, God does bring people to to faith in Christ, even through those ones that we might point at. I, some people will point at, at, at groups like Elevation or Bethel or, or so on, and those are two popular ones that, that some of the people uh, like to go after because of some of the things that, that happen there. Yet, I will tell you, I know people are coming to faith in Christ, and I'll rejoice in that. And I, I think I'm in good company with the Apostle Paul saying that. And... Uh, it's not to say that there isn't learning and there isn't error. I'm, I'm not saying learning that people need to do and there isn't error that needs to be avoided. However, people do come to faith in Christ uh, in those circumstances. And as Paul says, he rejoices. I'll continue to rejoice. I'll rejoice with him. Excuse me just a second. It's kind of a froggy morning, too. Had to clear the throat. Uh, it says, uh, I know that through your prayers and God's provision uh, of the spirit of Jesus uh, Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Now, what happened to the Apostle Paul? He was in prison. Uh, whether he's going to be delivered from from the prison uh, or be, be delivered into heaven, uh, he's just confident in what God will do. And so he's he's grateful. He's confident for the prayers of God's people. He's confident because of God's provision uh, in the spirit. He is confident that what will happen will turn out for deliverance. He's just confident. And for us to maintain our confidence, to continue looking to God for for what he will do. He continues in this uh, uh, hopeful expression in verse 20. He says, I eagerly expect and hope that I'll in no way be ashamed. Even even more than than the imprisonment that he faced, he said, "I, I don't want anything to bring shame to Christ. Uh, I just don't. You know, I we think of our our friend, our brother, uh, dear friend, dear brother Todd, uh, and uh, what he has gone through and is going through. 
his prayers. Look, I, I want to be the witness that I need to be. That that's my prayer more than anything else. More than you know, beating beating cancer. Uh, even more than that, um, I want to be a witness for Christ in the midst of all this. And and all oh, that that would be our character. All oh, that that would be our stance, our position to be a witness for Christ. So he says this. He says, but uh, we'll have sufficient courage so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. So so he talks in verse 19, I'm confident of my deliverance. But then he, in verse 20, he turns around and says, whether by life, by death. My life is in God's hands. My ways are in God's hands. My outcome is in God's hands. And I, I just I, I just pray that I'll have sufficient courage that Christ will be exalted in my body. And that that would be our prayer, that that would be our position, that that would be our stance, that, that that Christ would be exalted in our lives, no matter what we go through. And and that can be that can be challenging. You know, I, I can sit here in this moment and uh, be saying all these things and uh, get up from my chair if I've not finished my cup of coffee and start across the room and trip over a, a one of the dogs. Coffee goes everywhere, and all of a sudden, I am no longer reflecting Christ. Now, it doesn't matter if there's anybody around to see that or not. <clears throat> and and I, I have to resist that. I have to fight against that. It's like, um, you know, somebody, uh, you're in line. I, I was at Sam's Club at the end of my day yesterday before I came back uh, down this direction. And, you know, the person in front of me seemed to be having uh, credit card issues going through different cards and something that would work and so on. And, you know, within the flesh, and I, 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 I didn't really struggle this much, much yesterday, but in the flesh, some of it, could you hurry up? Come on. You, you kidding me? You, you know, I got things. I'm an important person. I got things to do. Blah, 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 blah. How, how silly we are, how sinful we are at times. Um, I watched a man, uh, a few weeks ago, same same store, and he, you could see the tension on his face. I've got to get in here. I got to get what I got to get. I got to get out of here, and, and, and it was a little perturbed. He had to wait in line for a little bit. And you could see it, and I thought, you know, that's been me. I've been like that before, uh, and what did I look like? I, I I want more and more and more of Christ to be reflected in me, and. and Wendy and I were having a conversation last night about a particular topic, and and, and my flesh would just say, eh, you know, and I, I want to uh, be uh, uh, exasperated over uh, over some things, and not with her, but just you know, some conversation, and and yet I want to reflect Christ that Christ would grow up in us. I mean, here's Paul sitting in prison uh, prison cell, and uh, his concern, while he's thinking of deliverance, his concern is, uh, I want to be a witness for Christ. So may I have sufficient courage uh, so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life, by death. Now, here is the verse. This is the key verse. This for us uh, is a, a a verse that should mark our lives. This should be true of our lives. I mean, this is this is the statement verse. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. 
That's it. To live is Christ. To die is gain. And, and you know, we, we make life so much more diverse than that. Um, but to live in a place of the worship of God. You know, uh, I, I listened to a couple challenging messages yesterday. Uh, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Uh, Pastor Russ Kottenauer, uh formerly of Fayette Baptist Church, uh, now now retired from that and preaching in lots of different churches and still has a radio program. One of our, uh, after, what was it, 30, 30 years, 34 years at, uh, at Fayette, 30, 30, 30 plus years anyway, uh, one of our graduates actually uh, from uh, New England Bible College did a phenomenal job. But, you know, I even look at some of what I do and I go, does it really matter? Now, I, I, I'm not saying that in a, in a depressive type of way. I'm saying what, what matters most <clears throat> is living in faith. What matters most is pleasing the Father. What matters most is being a witness for Christ. Uh, what matters most is, or is doing the things he wants us to do. And and uh, to live is Christ. To die is gain. And, and you know, I, I talk to some Christians that profess Christ who indicates such fear of death. Um, that tells me that there's something off spiritually in, in my estimation uh, that, that, that they've lacked some teaching perhaps or, or, and I, I get, I mean, I'm not saying, Hey, we should be glad we're dying and yippee Yahoo. I'm not saying that, but also the idea of confidence of, of where we will be. Um, if I were to die, my concern, and this is, this is many people and the concern is greater concern is leaving Wendy behind, uh, and, and perhaps maybe not adequately having taken care of her needs enough, uh, that, that would be my greater concern. Um, however, in terms of my own self, um, <laughs> one of the last times I was in the hospital, uh, for my heart, uh, cause I have some electrical issues with my heart, wiring issues. And uh, I had a full room of people, uh, nurses and medical personnel, doctors around me, and they're putting, I don't know how many years ago this was now, five years ago maybe, and they're putting all these monitor things on me and IVs in my arm, and they, they all seem rather, and they said, you know, said, what's going on? You guys seem all... Uh, uh, you know, uh, you're in a hurry here. I don't remember exactly how I said it. And they said, dude, look out there on the screen. You were coding. I'm like, oh, okay. And they're looking at me like, what? Now, to have comfort uh, comfort, and, and confidence in Christ, for me to live as Christ and, and to make it so so uh, a practice that, that uh, I'm taking up. I, 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 I'm finding that I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning anymore. Cannot go back to sleep for a while. So uh, I get up and I'm going out and, you know, I, I could scroll through. We can all do this. <clears throat> we can get on our screen and scroll through these devices, you know, these phones. and What's going on in the Facebook world? What's going on in the news? And Well, let me check my emails. And what's somebody saying on Twitter? Or is that what it's still called? Or is it just simply called X? I don't know what it's called. Or... Uh, I have a corner out in our kitchen uh, 
And I've just said, you know what, for me anymore, if I get up at three o'clock, it's Bible time. I'm just going to get up and sit and read my Bible and, and, and be with Jesus. And uh, to to do things like that, to make it so Christ is the essence, the end, the beginning, the middle of life, to grow into that place. Let me finish this chapter out here. <clears throat> Sorry about the frogs and the throat clearing this morning. He says, if I'm going to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, but it's more necessary for you that I remain in the body. So I mean, he talks about life in the body. He talks about death. He talks about you know life in the body, meaning fruitful service to, to his hearers, to those he would teach, to those he would disciple, to, to the multiplication of the church. And yet, he would desire to go and be with Jesus. And, and I, I'm looking at verse 22. It says, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Friends, um, that's something, I, you know, I, I've got, I'm 58 years old, almost 59. And I know some of you say you're just a kid. I, I get that. Um, Walter, Priscilla, and uh, maybe Steve and Donna might say that too. But um, <clears throat> fact is, I, I, I want to go out with a bang. Uh, fact is, I want to go out more fruitful in the last 20 years of my life than I lived the uh, the, the previous uh, 58 years. Uh, so to live fruitfully and yet to desire Christ, to desire to be with Christ, to desire uh, that, that proximity to Christ. But he says in verse 24, it is necessary, more necessary for you that I remain in the body. He, he knew that he had work he needed to do. And and I have work to do. And friends, um, I, I'm so appreciative for you. Uh, and, and you are partners in the gospel. You share in the gospel. Uh, but, but you know, it, for, for you to honor Christ, for me to honor Christ, is, uh, it, is for you to take all that you're learning and figure out how do you share it. Figure out who do you um, lead to Christ to figure out who do you help grow up in Christ. And for some of you, you have your hands full doing that with, with, with some situations. But to, to think about bearing fruit. Friends, it, it is not about, oh, am I be just being a good Christian? There are people who live in moral fear. of So they do nothing for the Savior except for themselves. All they do is they, they, they try to keep themselves tainted by the world. I, I mean, keep themselves free from being tainted by the world and keep themselves free from being tainted by sin, and, and yet they do nothing in fruitful service for the master. I tell you that if you would work at being fruitful, uh, you, you your, your, your flesh will fall into line. So may we work in abiding in Christ, living in Christ, life in Christ, that we might bear fruit for Christ. Verse 25. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. Now, there it is, verse 25. That's the progress I was thinking about. What, what type of progress? And Priscilla kind of filled in progress in your growth, progress in your maturity, progress in your fruitfulness. But he also says joy in your faith. Uh, I was thinking about a circumstance yesterday that took place, and you know, and there are things that give us happiness in life, but what gives us joy? Uh, 
and to be in the relationship with Jesus in such a way that we have joy, even when life circumstances are cruddy, uh, even when things come unglued, that we are able to not only express but possess joy in our in our being. And he wanted to see their progress and and enjoy their progress in the faith. And he says in verse 26, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ will abound on account of me. Notice it doesn't say boasting because of their accomplishments. It doesn't say boasting because of anything else, but they're boasting in Christ, the love of God, boasting in his love, boasting in his care, boasting in his presence, boasting in his comfort boasting in his grace, boasting in his mercy, boasting in his patience, boasting in his kindness, boasting in his provisions. And friends, we might not see all the the, the, the lavishness of provisions in this earth, but I tell you, we will we will attend a feast, a marriage feast of the Lamb that will be the, the feast of all feasts, because it will be for the King of all kings and for the Lord of all lords. And in and, and, and that time, our provisions will be full and overflowing in that place. But he goes on and says this, whatever happens, and I think he's talking about with himself, whether he is uh, delivered from jail or ends up facing the martyr's sword, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come to you and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, striving together as for the faith of the gospel. Now, And, and I would just look at verse 27, knowing that you stand firm in one spirit, the, the idea of not just you individually. We are called corporately to stand in, in one spirit. And then he goes on and says, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. Not only in the local church, that that you, in your local church, whatever it may be, Veracity Chapel, Fairport Baptist Church, um, Calvary Church, whatever church is your church, that, that your church would stand together. And don't get caught in the petty things. Get caught up in the global things. Get caught up in the gospel things. Uh, probably one of the foremost churches I have ever been in in terms of especially global missions is Calvary Church, where, where our dear brother Walter attends. And uh, that is a foremost uh, missions church. You want to learn about uh, missionary support, missionary engagement, missionary involvement, uh, go learn about the missions at uh, Calvary Church down in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, but stand firm together as one. Strive together as one for the faith of the gospel. And he says, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they'll be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. Then he goes on, he concludes and says this. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Now, we're not we're not suffering, not talking suffering because you go out and your tire's flat. I mean, yeah, that could be a trial. It's certainly a trial. You're in a hurry. you got places to go, and your tire's flat in your car. I mean, that's a trial. Um, you're going up the road, and the radiator hose blows or something like that. And just for the record, I haven't had either one of those experiences recently. They're just things that come to mind. Or, uh, or how about this? You put something in a toaster, and the toaster doesn't pop, and the toast burns. 
we're not talking that type of suffering. We're not talking about getting a bill that you say, I don't know how I'm going to pay this. I'm not talking. We're talking about suffering for Christ as a result of being a Christian. I just read this morning about a little church out here on Route 3, Second Baptist Church over in Palermo and some vandalism that took place there. Uh, that is suffering for Christ. Don't, don't, don't be surprised by that. That is suffering for Christ when things like that happen because of witness. And they tend to put rather direct uh, things on their sign out by the road. And uh, I can understand how that would create angst with, with uh, people who have uh, opposing views. Doesn't mean it should be vandalized. But yet I look at that and say, it's been granted to you not only to believe in Christ and take stand for Christ and make statements that you make, but to, to not be surprised if you're going to suffer vandalism for it. You might suffer. We, we can suffer the loss of friends. We can suffer the loss of relationship, uh, all because we follow Christ. So don't be surprised. I mean, this is one of the voice, verses that I will point to from time to time when I hear some Christians say, well, Christians are not supposed to suffer. Well, that's not what Paul says. That's not what Paul experienced. That's not what Jesus says. That's not what Jesus experienced. That's not what Peter says. That's not what Peter experienced. That's not even what John says, and that's not what John experienced. We will suffer for Christ. So, So don't be surprised. And he says, finally, this in verse 30. He says, since you're going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. I mean, they, they were going through persecution because of Christ. So don't be surprised if you're going through that. It will happen to you. So let me conclude reading a statement uh, over in the comments section. My wish for us at the beginning of this morning is that our sense of purpose and joy of all the things that are precious to us will not be swallowed up by the busyness of the day. Yes, family, friends, and most importantly, Christ. Lord, help us today to be like Paul. Help us to be ever-growing into the place where, for, where we can say, for us to live is Christ. Christ is my life. Make that true for me. Make that true for my friends this morning as we seek to live for you. May Jesus shine through us. May Jesus drip off of us. May others see in us. May others hear in us. May others even ha- may we even have the aroma of Christ. May they smell in us the beauty, the fragrance of the Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, that's a wrap for today. We'll pick up chapter two tomorrow. You have a great day, everyone. I'll see you then.